previously on my best friend's journal. Peter is just saying these words in front of his mother like it's no big deal. Like, oh, she just thought there was cum in the sink. I'm like, oh my God. And so I am just holding this cute little box that says biohazard. <laughs> biohazard is waste. There's piss and shit in here. I, there's definitely not shit. I hope you didn't, didn't poop in the package. We felt very unwelcome on the ship. Why didn't your company send you guys with a stage manager, like some sort of like a dedicated liaison? Um, money, and we'll get into that in a future episode. This person sat his sweaty ass on your bed and sweated all the way through your sheets. Uh-huh. And hit the mattress. No. Um, and who's Pablo? Couldn't tell you. Okay. <laughs> Love it when a stranger makes it into the journal. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called My Best Friend's Journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Good afternoon, Cam. And good morning, Mikey. How are you? That's weird. It's weird to be in two different time zones. I'm good. I did some yoga today, some restorative yoga. Oh, I um, thought you said yogurt. I did some yogurt today. <laughs> I did some yogurt. I just stuck my dick right in it. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm a full fucking snow hermit right now. Um, it is like someone has put winter on repeat. It is Groundhog Day. Everything is fucking snow covered and spring is gone. And you are Bill Murray. <laughs> and I am Bill Murray. Um, I'm going to take your word for it because I've never seen Groundhog Day. You've never seen Groundhog Day? No. Isn't it kind of bizarre? It's one of those movies that is referenced constantly in pop culture so much that it's like an idiom. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's just something that everyone understands kind of the construct of that movie. And I've never seen it. I feel like growing up, it was always on repeat on TV. I feel like they had a really fun time repeating it. Like it was super meta. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but I it was always always on you always caught part of it um can i tell you what i have seen though all of a sudden finally yes please list all the movies you have ever seen <laughs> no, no yesterday just just yesterday i watched death becomes her for the very first time ever oh my god cam that is well welcome to the gay world let me get your card ready for you that is a classic i was truly shocked at this movie first of all yes i've seen like the cover art for forever i knew meryl streep was in it i thought it was kind of like a dramedy i didn't realize it's straight up like farcical hilarious comedy what made you think it's a dramedy the cover of it there's a hole in goldie hawn and uh meryl streep's neck is 100 percent turned around <laughs> not the cover art <laughs> not the cover art that's on hbo max it's just their two heads like looking oh, very beautiful okay. um, <laughs> that's funny though um it is so laugh out loud, stupid. I was I was kind of shocked. I mean, it came out in 92. And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, how 
did this get made with Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis and Isabella fucking Rossellini? Like, how in the world did this, did they all sign on to this crazy, silly endeavor that, I mean, it was like Monty Python in some scenes. It was so outrageous physical comedy. Thank God it's here. I, to be fair, I've only I've only seen it once, so I'm really, <laughs> I should get off my high horse. But I mean, you've seen it. That counts. I've seen it, yeah. Um, but I need to watch it again. It's so good. It's also pretty gay, not just because there's all these like gay icons in it, but um, there are these like ancillary characters that are just like these muscle hunks and like pretty much like WWE like wrestlers costumes. They're like the henchmen of Isabella Rossellini, and they're just like they look like these gay wrestlers from the '80s that are always shirtless, like hairless, pecs out. I'm like, what <laughs> is this fever dream that we're in? My first cameo in a movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> since you bring up hot muscle gays, can we just? Uh-huh. I only want to very briefly touch on the gay bachelor Colton. Um, uh, for a couple yes. reasons. I, I mean, by mm-hmm. the time people hear this, it's going to be well past, but it'll still be before his Netflix special. God help us all. <laughs> um, I do think it's good, no matter what your circumstance, to come out at any age. So I'd like, you know, I would like to applaud him for that. Yes, coming out no matter what is to be applauded, and coming from a like toxically masculine sport coming from a toxically masculine like reality tv franchise it couldn't have been easy no matter what you want to say about him as a human i am confused about uh his new netflix show apparently gus kenworthy is going to be his gay guide which like they're fucking twins they are doppelgangers and it just is like so i mean this is gonna have been repeated at nauseum by the time y'all hear this episode but like my god do we need two more just like jacked white dudes as a representation of gay people it's just unfortunate because there's like there's an opportunity to go a little bit deeper into what it could look like to be a, a happy gay adult instead of just you know more of the same beautiful gay white men we've yes. seen so many times like just reinforcing old stereotypes i get it there there is maybe something to be said for the fact that like Gus Kenworthy, also a pro athlete, recently came out of the closet, has navigated something very similar himself, so now maybe he can help this guy. I don't know. It, it sounds very uninteresting to me, if I'm being very honest with you. I think Gus Kenworthy is a very attractive dude, but, I mean, he's like a pro skier and like a halftime Instagram model. I don't think that I need to see a show where he takes another like pretty gay guy around and is like, this is your beautiful new West Hollywood life. Like, <laughs> boring. Right, and I think, <laughs> uh, I don't know how to say this gently, I don't think either of them are like shining personalities uh-huh. yeah we should have gotten like fucking karama or something yes. on there to like bring him like drag him out of the closet yeah, he's got experience as a gay guy that is what he uh-huh. does that is what he's known for at this point like karama the gay sherpa <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh before we get away from gay white people on tv i would like to point out that jeopardy's i believe sixth guest host is going to be anderson cooper and while i believe anderson cooper is uniquely qualified to host jeopardy um and I am thrilled that a gay person will be doing this role. I am really fucking annoyed that we are now on the sixth fucking host who is white. And five out of six of them are a man and one was a woman, Katie Couric. We don't have a single person of color and only one woman out of six. It is 2021. Please, for the love of God. Yeah. I mean, it's been such a lily white kind of stale franchise for forever. And I mean, now is the mm-hmm. time to bring a little bit of diversity into a space that it's been lacking at for a long time. They, they could do better. They should do better. Yeah, especially because the uh, contestants don't tend to be terribly diverse either. I mean, there are there's more diversity in the contestants than there have been in the hosts for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's still... Mm-hmm mostly white men all right well anderson cooper as the host of jeopardy can be your gayest moment next week but he's not the host yet so what gay stuff did you get up to this week that's gonna be a pretty lame gayest moment just that i watched a gay person on tv (laughs) well 
Times are tough, my friend. But to uh, tell you the truth, this week's gayest moment is uh, just as lame. In fact, I can't really even call it a gayest moment. So I'm just going to call it a m- moment. <laughs> <laughs> You're gay. You had a moment. It's fine. What'd you do? Okay, well, I had to get some lab work done, um, you know, blood samples and such. And uh, I went down to the place. Ah, uh, the place, yes. The blood sample place. So I get there and... Uh, the woman at the desk is like, are you ready to go to the bathroom? And I was like, yep. And so she gives me a cup and was like, please fill it up to uh, at least halfway. And I was like, okay, no problem. And she said, when you're done, put it in that box over there right next to the bathroom. I said, perfect. You know, very standard. I'm walking to the bathroom. I notice the box before I walk in. The box is labeled stool samples. And <laughs> it only then occurs to me that she hasn't, she hasn't said urinate in the cup. She hasn't specified to me what to fill up to the line and so i'm in the bathroom thinking like what do i do i don't know like what well, i hope that's mislabeled but i don't want to look like an idiot by like putting pee in the stool oh, box but oh, i came to the please, conclusion please just be <laughs> willing to look like an idiot risk it risk it i decided it would be much uh it would be much less offensive to put pee in the stool box than to put stool in the pee box. Um, and so I, I went with that and there were no questions. So it seems like I did it right. But just the moment of wondering, do I need to shit in a box when they haven't specified or not felt like a special moment this week. Two things about that. First of all, not everyone can poop on command. Actually, most people can't. So you can't just assume that if people are coming into the office that they're going to be ready to give a stool sample. Right. So when she asked if I'm ready to use the bathroom, like that, may, I was like, maybe that's what she meant. Uh, further, I'm pretty sure that's not how we collect stool samples. No, it was a small cup. It would have been messy. <laughs> what? What if you pooped in the pee cup? What if you had broken a turd in half and shoved it in the pee cup? box said stool samples here you go she's like you misunderstood the assignment please i mean that is a the turd the turd from the cup that is a a tough mislabel like i'm glad i i really thought it through Uh but others may not have have you ever had to give like an actual stool sample not an anal swab but a stool sample no i think the only the only thing i know that stool samples are used for in the modern age is the colon screens colon screens you mean like a colonoscopy like if you're uh looking for colon cancer you can there's a tests that you can tell with just stool oh so what do they do like put a bag in the toilet and you just drop a drop a hot deuce in there or do you like squat over a bucket i have no idea how you collect stool you know there are so many things that i'm happy to google for some reason i just don't want to google how to give a stool sample one day i promise we'll need to know and until that day comes i'm happy being ignorant you know okay sure 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 (laughs) How about you? Did you poop in anything unusual this week or have a gayest moment uh, either? <laughs> didn't I think most of my poops were usual. Thanks for asking. Um, gayest moment of my week uh, has to be um, I, had a, I had a bit of a gay dressing room moment the other day. So you know how dressing room lighting is either the worst lighting in the world or the absolute best lighting in the world. And there's absolutely no in between. Are you familiar? I usually find that it is the best, but sure, I'll go with you on this. There are plenty of dressing rooms where I've been in where there's like harsh overhead lighting. I'm like, this is, I, I'm never going to buy anything here. I look like absolute hell in this like 
this light that is, you know, every gay man and drag queen's worst nightmare. However, <laughs> in many dressing rooms, they will they have done it right, and it's like soft, kind of almost like ring light that emits from the mirror, and you know, it, it makes you look really good from every angle, feel really sexy. You want to buy everything. I'm familiar. So um, I went to the mall and uh, tried on some clothes, and I was really feeling myself in this pair of jeans that I tried on, and so I took a picture, so just like a dressing room mirror selfie, shirtless, and um, I texted it to Peter, who was outside, and I was like gonna put this on my instagram story really feeling myself he's like don't you fucking dare i was like why i th- i've definitely i've posted many pictures of myself in a bathing suit why not just a picture where i'm feeling myself in a dressing room he's like i don't know i don't really want my mom to see that i was like ah problem solved so i quickly <laughs> created a close friends group on instagram which i've never had before for my stories and it's really just like a group of <laughs> gay men and some of my best girl judies and uh that is my new um shameless selfie and feeling myself uh you know feeling myself photo outlet um and it's safe from prying eyes there's no one who might be offended there's no one who might i don't know bring it up at well, christmas that's, dinner that's not true i was offended um <laughs> I, i'm on this list apparently and i saw your your thoughty thoughty pick and i was like oh my god no that's not true um but i get bathroom selfies from you like on a weekly basis thank you very much they're usually like does this mole look strange um <laughs> I do want to point out that Peter was worried about his parents seeing your torso, but has no worry about his parents thinking you came in their sink. I just think there's a a disconnect in here somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you really need to have included that in the previously on or else people are going to be very confused. (laughs) Uh, I like him just to wonder. Um, Uh Not only did you take a pretty gay selfie but you created a gay outlet for yourself to post said selfie yeah for sure it's it's nice it's just a limited audience of people that i know aren't going to be uh, offended by my shameless self-promotion thank you very much remove me from that list please thank you so much so um <laughs> before we get into the journal section of the evening afternoon morning um do you have any content you'd like to recommend to the folks you mean other than death becomes her a 30 year old movie yeah current content please or at least like give, you got a five-year window yeah i do actually i just started reading a book that was recommended to me by some podcast listeners um i mean well over a year ago and then again recently when i asked for more book recommendations it's a book that's been on my list but one that i have been kind of avoiding because it seemed kind of like a buzzkill if i'm being honest it's it's pretty um heavy content wise but the book is called A Little Life. Uh, the author's name is Hanya Yanagihara. It is this gorgeous novel that I started listening to on Audible, and it was so beautiful, and I was loving it so much, I had to stop listening to it. I went directly to Barnes & Noble and bought a hard copy of this book just so I could— Barnes & Noble throwback. Yeah, for sure. There's one not too far from our house, which is uh, pretty nice. It still smells like Barnes & Noble. You know the one? Um, there's just— mm-hmm. that's such a specific smell it's like books and coffee it's it's like a smell of my youth i love it it's very calming to me barnes noble is a very safe space for me growing up i would go to the one one town over and just like sit in the corner and flip through books that i couldn't actually bring home things about like you know challenging my opinions on religion or a gay magazine or things like that yeah for sure um anyway i got a copy of this book it is a true treat i'm loving it so much i can't even it's just about four friends who like found each other in college and the one thing they have in common is their love for one of the characters who is this is really complicated kind of traumatized beautiful soul um and it is so gorgeous i just i can't get enough of it and now it is like my treat to go to bed and read a few pages before i go to sleep at night it's a very long book it's going to take me forever to get through it because i'm not spending a ton of time during the day reading it but it's okay because it's just it's like a special time for me now at the end of my day and it's something that i 
can't remember the last book that I, I like couldn't wait to pick back up and actually flip through the pages. So I'm tickled pink. It sounds like something I would like to read as well. I will not put it on my list as of yet because I'm still halfway through a bunch of different books. I am making progress. <laughs> I got a lot a lot read yesterday. Um, so that's good. But I simply can't begin another until I at least finish a couple of the ones I'm halfway mm-hmm. through. You might be getting this one for Christmas. So don't worry about it. You have a few months. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks. Um, I have a quick recommendation myself. I'm still working my way through Oscar movies and... One of those is Crip Camp on Netflix. It's produced by the Obamas, and it's up for Best Documentary. It starts as uh, like a little documentary about this camp where a bunch of folks with disabilities went when they were younger and made them feel um, like part of a community that they had not experienced before because it was in like the 70s when just representation on everything felt so much uh, more difficult to come by. Um, and then it evolves into how the fight for rights for people with disabilities um, evolved and how it coincides with the Vietnam War and the civil rights movement. Um, it's just really, really fascinating. I hadn't, I really had no info um, about the fight for uh, rights for people with disabilities. And so that was super enlightening. Also horrifying. There's one moment in it when there's this woman who goes to the ER because she's having stomach pains and they decide that it's appendicitis and they have to take it out right away. They take it out and realize it is a fully intact, perfect appendix and only after they've removed it, figured out she had gonorrhea. The reason they didn't go to the more obvious solution of gonorrhea first is because they assumed that because she had a disability, there's no way she could have had sex. So it just was like, oh shit, moments like this that we don't even understand people with disabilities deal with because because the rest of the world looks at them a different way or makes these gross assumptions that um, yeah. only lead to harm. Because we live in a society that's designed for abled people and there's like all these inequities that we would never, as abled people ourselves, would never even think to look for. Totally. And uh, watching the fight for um, opening up access is is really inspiring. Um, also, there's a fun moment. At one point, I texted our little group thread and I was like, I'm really enjoying this movie, but there's not enough gay characters. You know, it's important for me. And then all of a sudden, like... <laughs> on cue one of the guys they show him doing a full drag show and i was like yes okay never mind there's gayness <laughs> i'm i'm interested again there's a gay person actually he ended up marrying a woman he wasn't gay at all it was just like it was like a rocky horror moment um but either oh, okay. way it was queer and i enjoyed it i was like okay uh-huh. we got it all now thank you <laughs> anyway check out crip camp i will check that out and real quick one other recommendation i watched sound of metal as well which is up for a bunch of oscars it's about a heavy metal drummer who loses his hearing completely he goes 100 deaf and just watching his journey in um learning to deal with that and like learning how to live deaf as opposed to fixing being deaf he joins this community where they do not see deafness as a problem and he struggles with that because he really wants his hearing back and they're like well it's you know there's joy to be found by learning how to live as a deaf person as opposed to constantly struggling against it and it just made me really reevaluate how we think about our own abilities and health and what's important to us um and i just thought it was pretty a pretty enlightening movie as well so um sound of metal all right noted thanks very much so that's a that's an actual scripted movie it's not a documentary it is it's scripted and you can find it on amazon prime and then crip camp is on netflix all right friend um you're doing well in the oscar movies i'm still doing absolutely shit so i don't have any updates in that way so shall we just get into the journal let's do it i'm feeling my it's the 8th of July, 2016. Tell us where we were. Just had a 4th of July weekend, uh, first at my friends in upstate New York, and then I had uh, 
boat celebration with Mick, Kick, my mom and dad. And um, mm-hmm. maybe I'm heading back to New York City. I'm not really sure. But anyway, I've just kind of wham, bam, been seeing friends and family and having a good time. Well, in fact, you are heading back to New York City because first line, July 8th, bus back to New York City. Slept with Kick because Luke is still here. Paying him $125 to leave early. Oh, <laughs> I want Get my out. room back. Leave. Here's 100 bucks. <laughs> uh, you went to Cal's with Hannah. Smoked and Mexican. So fun to see them. Oh. Uh, why do I know the name Cal? Cal is one of my oldest friends. He is um, 98. No, he is... Uh... <laughs> him, Hannah, and I went to a summer program together in high school, and uh, we've been just thick as thieves since... Anyone say thick as thieves anymore? Gay or straight? Gay. Okay. Did his master's thesis on the life of Britney Spears. Like he went through. Um, oh, that's that guy. <laughs> yeah. He, it was actually really amazing. It was a masterclass in authenticity. He was so amazing. But yes, I did not know I could be so moved by a Britney inspired thesis. <laughs> well, have you watched Free Britney yet? I haven't, or else, you know, we would have talked about it on here. That's fair enough. I need to watch it. It's on my list. Final question about this gay friend from your youth Have you ever jerked him off? No. Um. <laughs> Well, that sounds like a more complicated answer. (laughs) Sorry, Cal. Quick couple anecdotes. So, like, we went, this is our first summer away. We're 15. We, all these little gay boys are, like, free for the first time. So, um, there was another guy (laughs) across the hall. And we, like, you know, clothed, rolled around and made out the three of us. And it was very, um... It was a lot for 15-year-olds, but not so much because we had, like, full, like, layers on, like a parka, you know? <laughs> uh, oh, you stayed completely clothed and just, like, had a little little group makeout sesh? Yeah, with, you know, some some bumping and grinding. Um, the better story here is... It's like a PG is, orgy. Yes, it was a PG orgy for sure. Um, but just the one time, and then we were like, nope, that's not it. It was It's much more of a sibling relationship now. In fact, later on that summer, um, Hannah and I had a crush on the same guy. And I made out with the guy (laughs) and I tell Cal and I was like, just don't tell Hannah. And he was like, without missing a beat, sprung out of bed, sprints down the hall. And he's like, I'm telling Hannah. And uh, (laughs) uh, I tackled him like down the hallway to try and beat him to her room. But he got there first. Anyway, that basically sums up the relationship between the three of us. Oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, It's like, I won't tell her, except I'm going to right now. (laughs) Uh, all right july 9th east hampton event at 7 a.m till 8 30 then two hours home hung with beautiful trevor fun people easy enough but long event need that money oh yeah trevor just literally i mean he's a campbell model he's a just absolutely gorgeous um soup the soup yeah he's he's got this weird cylindrical (laughs) shape to him it's perfect Uh, no, it's like a, it's a modeling agency. Anyway, it's like synonymous with freaking gorgeous people. He was stunning. And I just remember being floored by his beauty, but he was also just like cool and easy to hang out with. He's straight. So no, nothing exciting happening here. I prefer progresso models myself. A progresso. Um, <laughs> what do you know about soup? <laughs> uh, Jack and shit on July 12th, worked easy dinner event, smoked and walked with weird waltz. Hmm. He did a fake British accent to ask a stranger for a cigarette. Oh. Do you have any memory of this? Waltz or Walt? W-A-L-T-Z. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is Waltz. <laughs> I remember being like, your name is Waltz? Like, not just a singular Waltz? <laughs> like, one, two, three, two, two, three, Waltz? He, all of a sudden, I think we finish our shift and we're walking to the subway, and he asks a stranger for a cigarette in a British accent that I have not heard for the 
previous four hours of work together and i was like who the fuck are you just like so weird and then i'm pretty confident afterward he was like i don't even smoke i just wanted to see if i could do that i was like okay um okay that's psychotic <laughs> i don't think i saw walt again <laughs> <laughs> well it is uh on the 13th of july you ushered jersey boys super easy and grateful for work i need more money getting worried <laughs> constantly july 14th staffing event all day for rich people in scarsdale where's scarsdale Either in New Jersey or upstate New York. I really, have, I think upstate New York. I don't know. It was easy enough, but after learning that Souls at Sea was canceled and then comparing my body slash career to everyone else, I felt terrible, fragile, and unconfident. Fragile. It's not a great day. No, it's not. Well, like I fragile. said, this is this company has it's like almost exclusively models and then a few actors, but like oh. the ratio is so that generally, if you are an actor there, you're the only actor there, and everyone else is models, and man nothing can crash your confidence more than working alongside the most stunning people for hours on end um Yikes. that's on me though like you i mean take that into consideration that's like what they do for a living and they spend their lives focusing on looking a certain way and that's not you know what i'm spending chance, my life working yes. on. Um, <laughs> it's hard to keep that perspective as a young 20 something though um also souls canceled i'm pretty sure Maybe we don't know it at this point, but the company went bankrupt. Like we didn't get to do any more because they just like, I don't know, some shady business dealings and they stopped um, <laughs> doing these gigs and we don't know what happened. Oh, I thought this was going to be more of a, like, I thought it was going to be a longer term thing. I thought you did like multiple, but we did two, one, one Bahamas, one Alaska. Well, yeah, I thought it was going to be a longer thing too, which is probably why I'm not feeling great now. Catering, feeling, mm. you know. Uh-huh. unconfident and out of money and out of a gig it just was not not great yeah fair enough um well on july 15 it says christian and michael day <laughs> laundry and worked out is that you and kick yeah whenever kick and i it's like very rare that kick and i hang out alone um uh-huh. so we tried to make like a day of it i think we went to a garden or something i don't know i'll tell you you did laundry and worked out <laughs> trying to be healthy since i felt so bad about myself then you explored Inwood Park, Cloisters, and Washington Heights. You made stuffed peppers and watched The Jungle Book. Oh my God, you're like you're like <laughs> elementary school best friends. That's very cute. You want to make snacks and watch The Jungle Book? I mean, stuffed peppers are a weird snack, but yeah. Seven pizza rolls, and that was every sleepover I had go. as an elementary school kid. Oh my God, I cannot eat pizza rolls to this day. Not only because they're not real food and also full of cheese, but because one sleepover, um, my mom very sweetly bought like a extra big bag of pizza rolls uh, for me and my friends. And we made all of them. And I ate so many that like it's to this day, I can't even face a pizza roll. Gross. The only association I have with pizza rolls is at every wedding of my college girlfriend group. Um, it is tradition that <laughs> pizza rolls are brought for the after party, like for the hotel portion of the evening and cooked on an iron um it happened drunk uh, <laughs> for the first one and now it happens at every single one i think people cooked have, them on a clothes iron yeah i'm pretty sure after the first clothes iron was ruined people have taken to bringing irons instead of continually oh, burning hotels. <laughs> oh that is psychotic <laughs> that is the craziest tradition i've ever heard in my entire life also what you can cook four at a time mm, gonna feed a crowd uh yeah i don't i i rarely partake uh it just is something that uh, happens <laughs> that's hilarious i need a picture of that all right on july 16th all day at diamond billionaire wedding attending the bathroom skip a line need a better job period oh my god <laughs> 
what can be worse after feeling so fucking down on myself than attending a bathroom at a billionaire's wedding all fucking day? It was it was a real low. It was really awful. Honestly, <laughs> so a catering company put your like your staffing company put you in as a bathroom attendant. Yeah, so I get there and you know you we all spend a few hours setting up. It was a ton of people, like hundreds of catering staff. And only one bathroom attendant, which happened to be me. It was oh tough. no, very tough. And so you just like stood in the bathroom, handed out paper towels, and listened to people shit all day. Nope, I stood outside the bathroom and did nothing. I just watched people come and go. There was no handing anything out. What is the point of that job? Like to greet them to the bathroom, I suppose. That was literally it. Like, yes, this is the bathroom. It was awful, awful. Oh no, 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 no. If you're not handing anything out, then you're not even getting tips. So that is like worst case scenario. Not good for the old uh, soul. Um. All right. July 17th. Um, oh, you have been spending a lot of time with Kick. Uh, you said laid in late, which is a very British way of saying you slept in. You had a lie in. Had pancakes with Mick and Kick and, oh, a new guy who I'm going to change his name to Garth because I'm pretty sure you date him. Ew. And Claire. Garth is the worst <laughs> name in the world. <laughs> party on garth smoked and went on a walk in the heights to historic district and gardens made nacho nachos made nachos and watched broad city noticing garth Mm, yeah i did notice garth is beautiful subletting what's he doing in your apartment garth was a castmate of michaela's and so i think they just had a couple days off and he came back with her he doesn't have a place in new york um so he's just staying with us okay he was so cute like perfect broad ballet dancer shoulders um just just gorge Ooh, did garth have girth only time will tell oh yeah that's what i like to hear can say how (laughs) girthy he was (laughs) something fuzz only time (laughs) that was beautiful really really nice thank you enya all right july 18th you walked in the rain with garth after <gasps> groceries to see the omen in bryant park with mick and kick oh yeah we're like double dating oh chatted and drank and had a blast invited garth to sleep in my bed instead of couch we kissed and hooked up and cuddled his shoulders are so beautiful oh my god you love his shoulders i do love his shoulders i still love his shoulders um i love that you kissed and hooked up and cuddled so you hooked up I liked him. I mean, no, like, there's a difference between hook up and please leave my apartment and uh, uh-huh. or like yeah. go, ba- go back to the couch <laughs> where you began. I, I do love that you, like, included kissed as a separate thing, though. Like, well, I, remember, I allowed him to kiss me in addition to the hookup. I think these are out of order. I think we, we were sharing an umbrella. It was raining outside, um, and Mick and Kick were getting coffee, and we kissed outside Brian Park under the umbrella. It was really sweet. Oh, that's very cute. Did you have sex that first night? I don't think so. Okay. This is a uh, built-up sexual relationship. We had to, like, work at it. <laughs> Sounded like you said sexual. <laughs> this, su- this is sexual only. <laughs> this It started out as a sexual relationship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good. How have we not used, like, why do people not use this term? Oh, we're in a strictly sexual relationship. <laughs> Oral only. I like it. Patent. Patent pending. Um, July 19th. You retrained inside at Rock Center. Oh, I so got that Rock Center job that I hated that I was in and out of. Um, they have like a sister restaurant inside, which is a whole lot easier. So now I'm training to do that. Oh, good. Well, you did say I get so anxious and want to cry at the thought of waiting tables. Yep, still true. Uh, Garth came back very late, 
We hunted for a parking spot and then slept together. Smiley face. I like him a lot. It wasn't that slow of a build. Well, I didn't <laughs> say sex. I said, usually, don't I usually write for like fucked or sex? We could have just slept together. You put slept together, smiley face. You know exactly what that means. <laughs> uh, don't play me for a fool. Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. All right, Judy. Judge Judaism. <laughs> oh, my God. July 20th, woke up with a beautiful Garth to move his car. I want to lie in bed with him all day. Oh, my God. This is much... That is so romantic. Much more romantic than we've ever seen, and I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) Also so romantic. Got STD tested, and I'm fine. Nothing to worry about. Great. I make myself so anxious. Um, At the end of that day, you had drinks with Sam and Aaron. Hey, girls. Uh, Claire got... Quantico. Oh my god. The TV show? Yeah. Your roommate was on Quantico? She was. She was a guest star. Oh, that's very cool. I love that. Um, on July 21st, you took Andrew's flywheel debut class. So hard, but great. Cleaned, and then you're going to have um, your friend Nick over for a drink uh, before you go to a reading uh, with your friend Claire. Oh, you're with your roommate Claire. Oh my goodness. Okay. A friend of us, a friend of ours was in this uh, reading and he was so good. He's so talented. But this reading, oh my goodness. Um, it, <laughs> if you remember it five years later and you're having such a strong reaction, it's either going to be amazing or atrocious. One thing is burned into my brain. There was this like highly choreographed gratuitous rape scene that was like the end of oh, the end of the show. My God. And it just seemed to serve no purpose. And it was just, whew, they just made such a, just such like, an ordeal of it. Be shocking. Yeah. And uh-huh. it was, it was all the wrong kinds of shocking. Um, yeah. Yikes, also oh, uh, interesting that you're there with Claire who, uh, goes on to become an inti- intimacy coordinator on yeah, sets. For sure. <laughs> and I, yeah. She probably had some opinions about that. Uh huh. July 23rd workout with kick, then rock center. Garth told me he's coming back to stay with me tomorrow. So excited. That's cute. What happened? That's cute. I don't remember how this ends. Maybe we're still dating. <laughs> I should call him and find out. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember how this ends. Uh, well, I'll tell you soon, probably. Um, July 24th, Rock Center. Good shift. So excited for Garth to come tonight. We oh, had wow. a hard time starting to have sex, but got there. Kick slept on the couch. So, oh. <laughs> Kick slept on the couch so Michaela's mom could sleep with Michaela and you with calling him Garth Cam. You had sex with Michaela's mom in the room or in the, not the room, but in the apartment. I would have sex with my mom in the room at this point. I have so little sex <laughs> if it's an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and where our, our rooms okay. are, it was a huge apartment. Our rooms were really far apart. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> have sex with my mom in the room. And besides the fact that the our rooms were separated. Our sex was like generally on the quiet side. And I will say that's a lot because it, it was not like the most spectacular sex of my life. Um, but also I really like him and he's so cute. So like this, this wasn't really bothering me in the moment. It was just something I was like, all right, we'll, we'll deal with this. You know, um, Peter has a couple of his girlfriends in town right now. And, um, we were out to dinner last night and we were all sitting around and, uh, one of his friends loves to ask very similar to like you do like a, a, a table question, you know, like, uh, the, everyone at the, at the table, like what is, you know, what's your opinion on X or Y? Um, and she asked, um, best sex of your life that uh, like we all have partners so she was like best sex of your life partner not included and worst sex of your life and it was really fun because we oh. all had really like good stories of like crazy good sex with crazy people generally speaking and also just like awful sexual experiences and uh it really it, it tickled me to like hear um 
I don't know, kind of reminisce about some of those like early 20s, like awful hookups or like great hookups with people that you never want to see again for one or the other reason. Are the answers you gave answers we've heard on here before? And if not, please enlighten us. So uh, actually, I don't know if we've talked about it before. Worst sex of my life was a guy that I hooked up with in Chicago when I was um, between relationships. I was not ready to start dating anymore, but I, I wanted to hook up. Um, I met this guy at a party, friend of a friend. Uh, we like made out of the party. And um, then like I think he asked me on a date later that week. And if I remember correctly, we went to brunch and got like hammered and got went back to my place. And it was like cold light of day. We hook up and... I took like a normal amount of time to get off and he was like encouraging me to and got there, no problem. And then afterwards, he then wanted me to sit there and help him for no less than half an hour, probably closer to 45 oh minutes. Oh my God. While he laid there and just like pulled taffy and sweated through my sheets <gasps> and I could not get out of that bed fast enough and he wanted me to be he was asking me to be like really verbal and to say very specific things to help him get off and I was oh, like you God. have to leave you have to have some amount of self-awareness to know that I came half an hour ago I am so over this I there's no way I'm in the mood to be like helping you that is atrocious all I could think about was like I have to wash all my bedding he's sweating through my mattress oh, we got a swass on our hands yeah oh my god he just was so he was working so hard and he was so sweaty and he there was no apology in, in his voice there was not he was just demanding that i say specific things that he like obviously like fetishized twist and my it, nipple twist it <laughs> it turned me off so much uh and he left Yikes. my house I, I i told my friend the next time we saw each other i was like your friend <laughs> was the worst hookup of my entire life and i need you to know i need you to tell me if he's going to be at parties from now on because i need to not see him it was it's tough bad. that is tough do you have a do you have a worst situation that comes to mind um so it was with a friend i've talked about on here before who's a good friends with ben situation and uh i was working at a restaurant in new york and i was was managing it actually and i was cleaning out the office which was kind of under a staircase and there was slabs of like a flooring and table sample and bar sample that were cluttering up okay. space and i was getting rid of them but they're under a staircase so i was uh like hunched over lifting with them. your back yeah lifting just a hundred <laughs> they say to lift with your back and pull hard hard and quick uh -huh. um so that's what i did anyway i fucked my back up so badly a couple days later i'm hooking up with this guy and i thought it had healed we're hooking up in my place in the middle of it my back just completely goes out like awful like it just i couldn't move i was like do not touch me do not just like in spasm yes um i needed him to remove himself <laughs> oh. go <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> go um turn my radiator on for the night close my curtains let himself out and lock up because i could not move i, I like made him do oh. my my like bedtime routine for me and leave Did he put underwear on you <laughs> No, I was wearing underwear the whole time. I always have sex with underwear on. There's just a hole I rip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Remove himself. Uh, gently exit me and then gently exit my apartment. Yeah, it was tough and embarrassing because it was like fun and fine. And like, I just, yeah. Uh-huh. Quickly turning this around. What's your best sexual moment? Um, Best sex that's like not in my relationship. Um, You know how, what is the, 
is it sex in the city like you never want to marry the best sex of your life like the best sex of your yeah. life it's like in jail probably in prison uh-huh. <laughs> same yeah this was mine um i was abroad one time um and hooked up with this guy that we i like it was a very random set of events that like a friend of a friend was in the same country and we found out through social media that we were both in this country. And so he was like coming out with me and my, my best duties were going to go to the gay bars and um, I was traveling for work and I was like, great, this sounds awesome. So I met up with them and one of his friends was this dude, um, very intense Pakistani dude. So cute. So nice. We went out to the bars and we were dancing and like from the jump, it was just like really intense, like, energy between us you know what i mean like we were mm-hmm. dancing all night it was just like there's like this very like crackly sparkly energy like and you knew it was gonna happen just didn't know when um and his he was partnered but in an open relationship and his boyfriend was um back home in pakistan mm. he was like come over i've got the house to myself let's go have some fun and so anyway flash forward to like two weeks later at the end of this work trip i had hooked up with him like multiple times i had left that city and come back to that city and like saw him again and he we had like this crazy connection, really, really, really hot sex. Like it just, it worked very well. It was like a, it was like a wild ride. It was like one of those, like tearing the sheets off the bed, throwing each other across the room, like wrestling kind of shit. It was so fun. But then we would hang out a couple times and like this guy's partnered and like happily. So like, I think we FaceTimed with his boyfriend at one point and he like, you know, like, like they're very open and it was <gasps> oh, no problem, but Hey, Hey, watch my new friend suck my dick boyfriend. It, <laughs> not, not that kind of FaceTime, like <laughs> meet this cool dude kind of FaceTime. Uh-huh. But then he invited me to like hang out a couple days off from work that I had like during the day. And he took me on this like date to the beach where he brought a picnic and it was really nice, but like weirdly romantic and intense. And then like we, the la- the day before I left, he wanted to walk, with me through the park and he was like holding my hand and like being like oh very God. romantic like like really really serious all of a sudden i was like oh oh dear <laughs> this has gone from zero to 60 and also like it was like very hot sex but i need to know that i'm literally flying to the other side of the world to go home tomorrow and there's no future for this so it was um it was that kind of like intense or it's like probably good that i'm leaving the country because i would be like unwillingly in a thruple very quickly <laughs> yeah it's probably good you left um diddy's tail just freaked me the fuck out because i forgot she was in your apartment (laughs) cats here Um, Uh, how about you speaking of pussy my best sex is with a woman so what happened was (laughs) (laughs) no um i may have talked about this in an early episode it was with the trainer at the gym of my last cruise ship he was a Slovakian dude, Ooh. and he um, he was mm. jacked and quiet. I had no idea he was gay because he like never spoke. See him on Grinder. Neither of us have had sex in months because sometimes if you if it's a shallow dating pool on a cruise ship, you're just out of luck. Um, so he messages me and he was like, "Oh, I didn't know you were gay," and I was like, "Duh!" <laughs> I was like, "You're gay." Um, so we decided <laughs> to go to the crew bar later that night. And, uh, I mean, again, I've seen him for weeks, never said more than a few words. And that pretty much is the way it stayed. Cause we didn't have many words to share. Um, but we went to the crew bar and instead of spending too much time making small Jeff talk, fluids to share, <laughs> <laughs> instead of spending a lot of time talking, we were like, would you like to go for a walk around the ship? And there is, uh, we each have roommates, so there's nowhere to like, just go hook up. And then I was like, I know where we can go. And it was the uh, light booth um, for the theater, which is like the <laughs> because back. Because you of... had keys? <laughs> no, I didn't have keys. It just is the, it was one of the only places I knew that was generally unlocked, but had a deadbolt. Like you couldn't 
Okay. No one would be able to get in from the outside without uh-huh. like going and hunting down keys. I was like, this is a safe place if it's free and it's dark and it's like kind of public. So like that fun, but fully concealed yeah. and lockable. Um, we go in there. I was like, fuck, uh, I need a condom. I sprinted like uh, honestly it took me under 60 seconds i went down three flights of stairs <laughs> to the uh nurse station where there's always condoms on display <laughs> i grabbed it like literally jumped staircases was not using stairs at all ran back up um we had sex he um was just this huge muscly dude big bubble butt bottom um it had been so long for both of us it was just like probably the i mean definitely the best orgasm of my life like we oh that is so hot we had a lot of cleanup to do in the sound booth after (laughs) the sound for our show was never the same (laughs) it was also um like fun because he's one of those uh self-professed self-cleaning ovens so there was um he was ready to go and there was no uh momentum lost it was a, a rare treat that's so hot so did you guys ever hook up again yeah we hooked up for a few weeks okay I love that very much. Sometimes you just got to talk sex with your best gal pals. Um, that is plenty of episode for this week, Mikey. Did we hear from any listeners this week? Yeah. So we have a message here from Clayton on Instagram. He responded to our call to learn more about Japanese internment camps from an episode or two ago. I was saying I didn't know much about oh, them. Oh, great. He said, heard you guys talking about the Japanese internment camps on the latest episode. A friend of mine's grandfather was held in one of those. And he made a great documentary film. Here's the link to the PBS information on it. It's called The Registry on PBS. Um, so I'm going to check that out. Okay. And uh, I will report back. So that is um, super helpful. Thank you, Clayton. And then also a quick clarification. Um, so my good Judy, gefilte fish, goldfish, fuckface, Amy, um, let me know. Uh-huh. Last episode, we didn't know who the fuck this Pablo was that I drove home. Amy was listening and she was like, I know who Pablo was. So at that lake house weekend in the 4th of July weekend, um, Uh a pretty dramatic turn of events. One of my friends and her ex-boyfriend are part of this group. They are both there. The ex-boyfriend brought his best friend. My friend, the girl he used to date, had sex with her ex-boyfriend's best friend. Oh shit, just to piss him off. Pablo <laughs> is that best friend. I don't know. I won't I won't assign any intentions here, but it happened after the fact. Poor Pablo was like, "Well, I certainly can't be here." Um so Pablo starts like just walking and this is upstate New York. There's not far you can walk. I see him on the side of the highway because I left a day early. I supposed to go meet up with Nick Kick and my family and I was like, "Hey, uh, can I give you a lift? What are you doing? He was like, sure. So I drove him all the way to New York City. Anyway, I couldn't remember for the life of me that this happened. So thanks, fuckface, for, for clarifying. Uh, <laughs> I, it's one of my very favorite things when complete strangers are in your journal because you have so few lines to write every day. Like, <laughs> why was this person important? I love that you picked up a hitchhiker, though. I forgot about it. I can't it. believe I completely eliminated uh, that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thanks, Amy. You're good for something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I'm on your side. The whole, (laughs) the whole you versus Amy situation. You haven't earned that. 
All right, Mikey, that does it for this week. Thanks to everyone who reached out. If you want to send us a message, you can reach us on Instagram at MBFJ Podcast. You can shoot us an email at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. You can always visit our website at mybestfriendsjournal.com. Or you can find us on Apple Podcasts where you can rate, review, and subscribe while you're there. Yes, you can. And we absolutely encourage it. All right, Mikey. Until next time, always remember... I might still be dating Garth. I don't know if this ever ended. This is Gay Joke Corner with Cam. What did one gay sperm say to another? How do we find an egg in all this shit? (laughs) Did you hear about that new gay sitcom? It's called Leave It. It's Beaver. (laughs) Oh, that one's okay. What does one gay say to another homo sitting at the bar? Do you mind if I push in your stool? (laughs) That is so fucking gross.